Hey, Kathy. Hi, Stacy. Are we GHing? Oh, yes, we are. And we're GHing in person. Together! Sorry, we're a little excited. (laughs) Kathy and I are together recording in the same room. I'm going to post a picture of our GHing session because it's so pretty. It's a beautiful day. And we're overlooking trees and water. I'm so excited to be here. This week, we're going to go over episodes 180 to 183. And for spoilers, we're going with No Big Deal. Before we go on, we do have a special guest. Yay! And so you might hear additional laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! She is not a general hospital watcher, but... But have plans. she does have a fashion thought. So we might try to force her to do it. But if not, it's fine. She doesn't have exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So you want to start with the favorite storyline that you hate to love? As you guys know, I'm very mad at Curtis. I'm very mad at Curtis. I just, he's such a hypocrite right now. And he is. Sad. Um, He divorced Jordan because she was hiding too much from him. And as I've said repeatedly, he is hiding the fact that he's running a shady gangster thing in the back room Mm -hmm. of his bar. And nobody knows about it. And that's ridiculous. And he's so high and mighty and, oh, so mad at him. So he leaves Portia the day of their wedding because she kept this secret about the possible paternity of her daughter, which I understand is a big deal, but still... You are a lying liar. And I just can't. And then, fucking bastard, like, basically asked Jordan if she wants to have sex with him after being in... So mad. So mad. So 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 mad. So this week was essentially the resolution because basically last week he decides to move back in with Portia before he learns whether he is Trina's actual dad right and he doesn't tell jordan and jordan like went to tell portia and he's like don't tell her and then immediately moves in i mean i know we went over this last week but well i didn't realize like to be honest i didn't realize jordan didn't know until this week i for some reason i had connected it in my head that she just knew curtis was going back home to portia but i'm sorry that whole conversation was i guess part empowerment part like the failure of every woman when we're in a weird love triangle not that i've ever been in a weird love triangle i speaking from experience (laughs) um anyway so and he's just such a oh i'm so mad at him he wasn't so pretty okay very very pretty and then so like marshall is setting up this romantic dinner he makes homemade gumbo he set the table with wine and He's, and then he's leaving and then Stella shows up and then they make it like this whole big thing. And Curtis is being a dick to Stella. What? What? <laughs> well, they had their, their come to Jesus conversation. They did, but not before this. He's like still being. But like, I, what I said there. last week totally happened. Cause last week I said, Stella figured out what was going on with Jordan before she even talked to Curtis. Yeah. Just from that single conversation with TJ. Yeah. So basically, after Curtis finds out, I feel like I have to keep doing this, da, 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 that, he, <laughs> that he is Trina's dad, Stella is basically saying, okay, well, now you have to forgive me. And then once he forgives her, then she's like, totally gets out of him that he kissed Portia. No, he kissed Jordan. Or jo- 
That's right. Because Jordan he won't touch the wrong Portia. one. He doesn't even like brush up against her. Like, oh my God, so mad. Anyway, it's rude. The storyline wasn't really about Curtis. I just have feelings, emotions. That's right. And it, while at this dinner, Curtis gets a call from Trina. And she's like, the DNA results are in. Please come to the hospital. And that's when the truly tragic scene happens. Portia's like, I she if she wanted me to go, she would have called me. And everybody was like, just go. And it was, they're like, eventually she's going to forgive you. And she's going to have wished you were there. So you should go. So she went. And meantime, Port, uh, Trina is at GH with Taggart. And she was like, I, I don't know if I want these results because... Everybody says nothing's going to change, but... She was desperately hoping that Taggart was her dad. She's just like, I I don't want to hurt you. I don't want me having a relationship with Curtis and his family, if it turns out he's my actual dad, to hurt you. And he's like, you are always going to be my baby. And... And he was super cool. Like, he was like, oh, no. Don't worry about it. You're always going to be my baby. I love you. It's nothing. DNA can't change that. Yeah. Which is true on one hand. But when the results happened. Oh, my God. He just goes, I'm going to leave you guys to to deal with this or whatever. And he goes into the elevator and just. Start broke down. Broke down. Crying. All by himself. Punching the elevator. Sits down on the floor. Because he lost his baby. It's been his baby for however many years. And. It was tragic. It was. This whole storyline is just, I don't know, obviously drama, but. So then Portia comes to Jordan. She's like, I need you to check on Taggart. You guys are friends. And she's like, and Jordan's like, well, who's checking on Curtis? And Portia's like, oh, Curtis moved in. And Jordan is broken. Yeah. Jordan's you watch broken. her break. And then she's like, yes, I'll check on Taggart. She goes to the house. Because to Kathy's point, Stella's like, you have to tell Jordan that you moved in here. You are such a coward. He is such a coward. Well, and Jordan points out to him, we broke up. You moved on. In fact, you rekindled your romance with Portia. I watched you guys fall back in love. I watched you propose marriage to this woman. And I flung myself into work. I did not. I told you from the beginning I didn't want to split up with you, but you said there was no hope for us. And so then you kiss me and now you move back into your wife. That's essentially what you did. Yeah. And he's saying to her, but just give me a minute to figure it out. Fuck you, Curtis. Yeah. No. No. And he's like, but I love both of you. (laughs) And she was like, well, I'm going to be done with this. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, because it's about freaking time yeah and really they need to bring andre back because jordan and andre have chemistry it's like the only person i've seen jordan have actual chemistry we actually said like together when they caught eyes we were like oh they have so much chemistry yeah like instantly but then we saw in the previews that porsche's brother who was also super hot yeah um I hope they make him a character. I think he's going to be on the show. I hope they make Portia's dad a character too. I see no reason why her dad, a doctor, can't work at GH. Hello. Because her mom is sick. He's taking care of her mom. They can move. But her mom is like dying. Okay, fine. Maybe when, right? Isn't her mom dying? I guess so. I don't remember. I'm quiet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's that. Yeah. 
We got it over with. I'm so mad. Okay, let's move on because I will need notes for this. I need to, we need to move on to Victor's will reading. Oh no, my neighbor's out. I hope he doesn't take off his clothes. Okay. <laughs> this is why we shouldn't be together. <laughs> okay. So we're moving on to Victor's will reading. The horrible, who put it? Alexis, genocidal uncle, whoever he was, died. And of course, he videotapes his will reading. And he and oh my god, when it started at the beginning of the episode, like we we both wait because we're watching. It's like okay, I'm here, and then we wait for the other. Okay, I'm here, and I was like, ew, it's creepy, Victor with his hand, and I was like, I was, we can't I, get rid of it. Oh, it's like what? He looks so creepy. I called my husband. I'm like, Jason, does he look creepy? He's like, no. And I was like, you're so wrong. You just don't have feelings. He's very creepy. But his lawyer was also creepy. So basically, Laura opens the door and this tall, deep voice, I'm, I'm Victor's lawyer, comes in and everybody shows up. So like enough people. Anna was late, quote unquote. She's like, we're not going to wait for her to grace us with her presence. Spencer was there. Laura. Valentine wasn't there. Laura Alexis shows up. Ava. Sam wasn't there. Ava shows up. Yeah. So Owen then. Martin. And. No, it was Mar- Oh, yeah, Martin, Martin was there on was behalf of Valentine. Yeah. Okay, so he starts going through. So for Ava, he gave her a rendering of her first love, which was a picture of a gargoyle. Yeah, I don't know. It, I didn't really understand it. That was it. For Alexis, it was, what does that say? My doll? That's not a thing. <laughs> I don't remember, but it was dumb. For Sam, he gave her some tarot cards. And then for Charlotte, who is Valentine's daughter, who wasn't there, he gave her a pendant with the Cassidine crest on it. Valentine, he starts into this long explanation for his, his son that he hates. I the 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 best or the the only part of a Roman statue or whatever that I could think of, and it's basically the middle finger from a Roman statue. That's all it was was a was a middle finger. And then Spencer gets a small box, and he says to protect. To protect the, you are tasked to protect the Cassidine family from that who, who, from whoever would hurt it. And Spencer doesn't open up the box right away. Um, like, don't open it. Throw it in the garbage. Is it a bomb? Like, yeah. And, and he didn't really want to even open the box, but he finally did. Oh, and he gave the envelope to Spencer as well to hold on to for Nicholas. Oh yeah. So Nicholas got, and they open it up later and it's written, oh, and Anna shows up. So so Anna finally shows up and they they realize that the the paper is written it's a deed it's written in Russian Anna speaks Russian so they had her read it and it's basically he gave to Nicholas a property in Russia in Chechnya and to Anna I give the truth and we're like what does that mean nobody knew what it meant so Anna's visibly shaken like I think Anna knew what it was immediately because of his former running of the WSB. Yeah. So she leaves. Uh, Spencer goes into a room and opens up the box. And in the box are these two dove little earrings, I guess, that he was going to buy for Trina. And underneath it is a key to a safety deposit box. And that's what he got. Trina basically talks him into going to later on. So they go to the, the, open up a safety deposit box. And in the safety deposit box is massive amounts of evidence against Esme. So basically they put off hauling her, like trying to uh, put the charges because they didn't have enough evidence. 
now they have enough evidence. So basically Trina is saying, hey, you can get custody of Ace now. Yeah, it was hard to watch a little bit with Trina. She was visibly shaken up because like Spencer apparently knew that he had found that she had been drugged and she didn't know. I didn't realize that Trina didn't know she had been drugged. Like she thought she had, but it that was basically so long ago. And they're like kind of it felt like cartoony like wahaha we've got her now in the in the bank and all i kept thinking was and again i know i know i'm in the minority in this i can't forgive curtis for his nonsense but i'm like that's made such a good person i know she's right trying now. to redeem esme but curtis is dead to her <laughs> and but the thing esme the super killer the child of super killers of two super killers she was a manipulated, abused child. She also tries to get me to like Nina. So really, what I was really thinking was she, they have this evidence, but she's going to, I feel like she's not going to get a very strong sentence because she's a completely different person who has no recollection of it. She's, I feel like, I don't know. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't I, know I, that Spencer I, even wants her to go to jail. I think he just wants custody. That I of think Ace. would be okay. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't agree with it, but I yeah, do think he wants to rename the child because Ace is a stupid name. I, it's to. not his kid. Just back the fuck off. Okay, so the other one was, and the, he's obsessed. I don't understand. Yeah. So Laura sees the deed, and she's positive that maybe Nicholas is there. What did there. he leave Laura? He said something for Laura too, and he just said like, "You were a good nemesis." Like, oh, I leave you peace. Yeah, I leave you peace because we're done and you won. But Laura's positive that Nicholas is holed up in this Russian property that the Cassadines have. So, so Laura talks to Valentine, and she's like, "I'm going to go get him." And Valentine, being the now newly gallant knight that apparently he is they're reforming him into i will be perfect for everyone is going to go with her to go see if nicholas is there anna though is the most compelling piece of this whole thing because (sighs) no one knew what the supposed truth was she goes to the metro court to hang out and immediately gets arrested by the wsb the agent that robert punched and made him have a black eye immediately so we know he's got tender skin (laughs) so he pulls Anna into the to, to like a room to like interrogate her and she's immediately in an old sweatshirt looking like she's going to prison. This is a very fashionable she's woman. She's never dressed. Worn, yeah, she's wearing a beautiful like, dress is it just and cold an old sweatshirt. And somebody gave her something from like it's wrong. Just was weird. And in walks Martin saying, Valentine asked me to be your lawyer, which was good. They get into it like basically Anna's like, what are you like you know that I was a double agent. Even though the media knows it now, you've known it forever. So they're basically going to hang her out to dry. Oh, and they threaten her, everyone she loves. Mm -hmm. So Martin kind of talks some sense into her. They sit down. But during the conversation, Anna realizes that there's a no-go pass here. Her only choice is to resign. So she decides she's going to basically blackmail the blackmailers and say, I got dirt on y'all and you're going to go down if you bring me down. So they say, okay, fine. We won't hurt your friends. And they walk out and she explains to Martin that I'm done as a WSB agent. Yeah. That that they also knew that she was done. Like that, that was basically threatening them was, was her resignation. So does this leave a pathway for Curtis? I mean, Curtis already had a path. Yeah. Well, they offered it to him without. 
we'll see what happens. But that's, I think, you know, in addition to what will uh, Spencer and Trina do with the information against Esme, what is Anna going to do now? Questions, questions. Will she go to Russia with Valentine? Of course. Hello. Why wouldn't she? I want somewhere in Chechnya. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last story is the SEC story. Which ended, frankly, with the best scene ever between Olivia and Ned. Because I'm tired of everyone thinking that Ned did this. I mean, Ned is kind of a dick, but... I'm taking a drink for that. <laughs> Excuse me, I have to take this. Mayor Collins. Mayor Collins. <laughs> okay, so the story continues. The Metro Pool Court, the Metro Court Pool opens and Sonny's there looking for Nina. And he sees Ned. We'll discuss the fashion of Ned. Bad. Shortly. I mean, that's it. It was bad. (laughs) And he basically is like, I'm coming for you. And Dante's there with Sam and Olivia comes and he's, and Ned was very sincere. And I think even without Olivia's intervention, Sonny saw that Ned was telling the truth. He's like, I, Drew is family. I consider Carly family. Yes, I threatened to do it. Yes, I've made some mistakes, but I did not do this. I would not have done this. And I I swear on... He didn't swear on Lila, but he swore on like God or something like that. He was like, I I did not... I, I swear to you that I did not do this. And Dante's like, you can't get in a fight here. Like, this is this is not a thing. Like, there's so many witnesses. You're, you're putting me in a terrible spot. Don't do it. And then Olivia says... We go, and before Sonny's even allowed to react, she's like, we go way back and I am telling you my husband didn't do this. And he's like, okay, but if I find out you did, I'm coming for you. At least I believe Sonny will hurt. Remember how Victor would always threaten people with death <laughs> and like never hurt anybody? It was rude. But before that, the the Olivia, so there's this whole thing, like Nina is going to try to pit Drew and Carly against one another. So they're both accused of insider training, trading. And she wants them, she wants Drew to think Carly's gonna turn state's evidence on Drew, and and Carly to think Drew is going to uh, give her up or give her up to get to Sunny. And so Olivia hears that from Nina because Nina's trying to plant all these seeds. But and then she, also Nina told Olivia about the Sunny thing too. Yeah. And so uh, basically Olivia kind of interrupts the whole Diane Robert, which we will get to in the musings conversation with basically, are you aware, like as the DA, you should know if someone's turning state's evidence on someone and Robert just avoids the whole well, that's conversation. What they told him to. They were like, you don't have to confirm or deny anything, but if we're on the right track, you can just sit there quietly. Yeah. And he just did. Yeah. He's like, this is what I can say. And then he closes his mouth. Yeah. He left the table. Yeah. So. So that was interesting because I don't know what's going to happen with that. And then the worst is we all knew Carly was never going to turn in Sunny. She's never going to turn state's evidence on Sunny. But somehow Joss convinces Michael that they have to save their mother. And so to save her from going to prison, to make Donna only have to deal with Sonny, they're going to give her the evidence that Willow swore Michael against using. And then they're going to, for some reason, Joss is thinking Carly's going to be okay with this. Oh, and then after having the conversation where she's like, just think about it. Then she goes to Dex and tries to get it from Dex directly and says, well, I can do it for her. And he's like, 
I'm sorry, you're going to negotiate on behalf of your mother. And no, I don't have that. It's not mine. I was paid for a job. I did a job. She's like, you didn't save a copy. And he's like, that's not how this job works. Like I'm hired to do a job. It belongs to the person that paid for it. Yeah. Otherwise I would not continue to get jobs. So stupid. She's so stupid. Well, I think there's more to this conversation with Michael and Carly that's going to come out. And I'm wondering now, what is Carly going to do with this information? Now she knows that Michael paid to have Sonny followed and evidence created. She's going to flip her lid. She was like, you need to destroy that. Of course. So he went and they're having the conversation. This is what I don't understand. And again, I know. <laughs> I so know. It's a story. I know I it's a story. Really I know it. there are writers. I understand. But so stupid. So Michael sitting there is like, you can turn Sonny in. And she's like, I'm not going to do it. He offered me evidence against him so that I could turn him in. And that he would have his lawyer, that he could fight. And he's like, well, what if? So if she's not going to do it when Sonny can actually get out of it, potentially. Michael continues on. Well, what if there's evidence he can't fight? She wasn't going to do it if there was even a possible chance of him going to prison. Why would he think she would do it if there's a for sure chance he will go to prison? So stupid. Agreed. Stupid. Okay. I think that's it with this particular story. Anyway, she says that it has to be destroyed. It can never go out. Why do you have this? It's bad. Like, you're right. Like, it's, it's going to come it's to gonna be interesting. Yeah. Do you think she's going to tell Sonia? I think Sonny Dex gonna is going to get called out and be, like, potentially killed. And Joss is going to be devastated. Oh. I'm always wrong with my theories, though. So I'm still, like, 0 for 6 now. Okay. <laughs> you were right. We just talked about you being right. Oh, yeah, I was right. Okay. 1 for 6. <laughs> All right. Can we get to the best section of the whole show? Fashion! Okay. Our special guest today is Mandy. <laughs> She has a fashion note. Mandy was forced, forcibly forced, mm -hmm. to watch GH with us Two yesterday. episodes. And now I understand them so much better now that I've heard the download and oh. all the connections have been made. Okay. So. <laughs> That's what the podcast like, for. <laughs> we'd had a really long day before we forced her to watch it. And so she's like borderline napping during the first episode. And then. She was napping. She actually was napping. At one point, Stacey turned and goes, nice. Mandy's napping. We did a baby shower. No, not a baby shower. Bridal shower. What are you, the, the naked neighbor? <laughs> he did make an appearance, but nobody saw because we were down low. Well, Sarah saw. I saw. He has a very large protruding stomach. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe when you know there's a, uh, you know, bridal shower going on, don't walk around shirtless. So your neighbors have to see so it. So your neighbors have to see it. Especially... I mean, don't get me wrong. Clearly, Kathy and I do like the eye candy sometimes. But if you are clearly not the eye candy type, we don't need to see that right now. That was very politically correct. Putting us off our food. Okay. Can we talk about fashion now and not non-fashion? Of course. I'm sorry. Are we starting with Mandy? We're though? starting with Mandy. But so like the first thing she says is, <laughs> I really like that shirt that she's wearing. And I was like, fashion. <laughs> so that was Carly, right? Yes. yes. Carly is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And blue is a great color on her mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and my comment about that shirt that she was wearing is that it's it looked very nice but also highly functional and I could see it being something that you could wear casually 
and you could easily dress it so up. So it was like a navy blue with these sleeveless two with little hanging strings. Down. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was quite lovely on there. Yeah. So yeah, it caught my eye, and I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. so we're gonna find it don't worry it'll be posted on the website <laughs> friday was honestly a good fashion day uh, yeah there we was a lot we've had a few weeks of really where we're struggling to find fashion mm-hmm. i want olivia's dress and kathy said i needed to talk about my boobs no about that's not what i said i said you will talk about your boobs because that's what you kept saying that would look really great with my boobs <sighs> that is not what i said it's but exactly I did have what you said my final reconstruction and my boobs look normal now, and I could pull it off <laughs> with my final reconstruction. Olivia's wearing a very pretty sort of mermaid dress. Yes. And let me I looked for an hour for this dress. I'm obsessed. We're asking for help finding Olivia's dress, the one on Friday. The one on Friday. It's like sort of um coral and uh paisley, and it's really pretty, but it has a really nice neckline, comes in at the waist and sort of flares out below. And that is my body shape now. Very excited. So feel free to share. I loved the strap on Curtis's watch. It's, I've never seen that where it's like a, it was like a coppery type watch, but then it was like a teal band. band. And I think like the thing you tuck it in was also sort of the brown. The coppery. Yeah. It was really, really nice. I did not like Molly's shirt. That was hideous and horrible. It was like a gingham thing from a nightmare. Yeah. I wasn't really happy with. We'll talk about that in the musings, but Molly, I, I didn't think looked great. And I don't think what Ava was wearing at all this week was good for her body type. I don't know what's going on. She just looked puffy all week in every outfit. The outfits weren't good. Like we said, I think last week, somebody went on vacation who dresses Ava. Stella had a really pretty blue shirt with the flowers. flowers. Mm-hmm. That was gorgeous. And Curtis's watch exactly matched her shirt. Yeah. And then Jordan looked beautiful. She had the black vest tunic with the beige slacks. Mm-hmm. And she's so tall. She can pull off something like that. And she looked great. Yeah. We, we think she... More of that, please. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were going to talk about Ned's pants. Oh, my God. He... <laughs> it, was, it was like... I... Is was... he a used car salesman? <laughs> First of like... all, why is he at the Metrocorp pool... In a full suit. Well, Sonny was as well. But and Again, Ned why? wasn't wearing a jacket. But he was wearing a tie. He was wearing a blue shirt, blue tie, and blue, blue plaid pants. <laughs> I don't understand. It sounds horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> it was all different shades of blue. And the <laughs> pants were too tight for his age group. Oh, I didn't like good. it. Spencer's swim trunks were very junk forward. I don't know a better way to say that, but they were too tight for what was going on. It was inappropriate. Okay. I think we need to move on. I Trina's, Trina's bathing suit was beautiful. And I really love Joss's wrap at the pool. All right. Can we go on to musings now? Really junk forward. <laughs> I just want, I have a, sorry, And Sunny, thank you for not wearing visible piping. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> so I am going to say this really, really quickly because it was a very short scene, but basically Robert comes clean with Diane and says, hey, Holly moved on. And I love Diane's expression. She was happy. She was, but she was like, what does that have to do with me? I know, but. I, I know, but I think she handled it right. Yeah. That's, so I, I'm she happy. Because... immediately go, oh good, we can be together. Yeah. No, because no, no. that's not her. I her. honestly feel like. 
this clears the air and now we can go back to those cutesy scenes because they were a lot of fun diane still always looks amazing yeah she does you want to talk about molly no you talk about molly oh poor molly okay i think this is like leftover from last week but it is but essentially molly spends the night by herself doesn't go home to tj because essentially she's dealing she's dealing with not being able to have a baby and the guilt the shame the unresolved kind of feelings of my whole future what i thought was going to happen is and nobody can understand it except for maybe somebody else who's been in the same position but the problem is while sam was trying to be sympathetic sam has two kids yeah I know why she asked me if I wanted to have this conversation. Um, it's really hard to be told that your body doesn't work for something it's designed for. It emotionally breaks you. I'm having a hard time having a conversation. I think it's an important story to tell. I liked the, the, the conversation between them, but it was distracting because it's a new character and it's a really yeah. tough storyline and she's not in the character yet. I thought TJ did a really good job, but... At, the problem I have is the message she was giving was so important and it was maybe not delivered how the original Molly how it would have been it. done. And you're so distracted by the new character and her terrible, terrible shirt. <laughs> um, and she's, she's saying, I went to the doctor and they basically told me you're making a big deal out of nothing. And, and I think that message got missed because she was, oddly quiet and i only picked up on it because tj called it out he was like you went to a doctor who basically told you deal with it he was like i need you to know i will never ever do that you need to listen to what your patients are saying but that she was basically shamed for making a big deal out of something that could have possibly been treated by a doctor and I have strong feelings about this. If you have a doctor that doesn't, that isn't your advocate, that isn't listening, that isn't working for you, get a new doctor. It just, yeah. And provide feedback if that's something you're emotionally equipped to do. I've had to do it and I've only done it as an, as a middle-aged person before you just kind of do what the doctor says. And Molly's very young and it's, it's, appropriate the way that they wrote that storyline but advocate for yourself and if you are not comfortable doing it get a bossy friend to go with you because you're allowed to do those things and stand up for yourself and so I thought that was a really awesome message that was under delivered agreed and it also they seem to be wrapping it up quickly with okay, we can have a baby a different way. Yeah. Which is fine. Totally valid. But it did feel like maybe they realized that the actress that's taking over for the original Molly is not necessarily at the same level. And some of it was getting lost. So it was it was a kind of bad timing, but I'm sure they didn't intend for it. No, of course. Nobody nobody intends for something like in that situation, the way that it was, was handled. Um, I thought TJ did a really good job and he's like, I'm sorry I didn't ask more questions. I'm sorry I wasn't more up in your business about your reproductive health, right? Like that's basically what he's saying. But that's just not really <clears throat> the way that the world operates. Mm -hmm. 
your your husband is not asking you about your menstrual cramps and your you know that kind of thing so we should definitely talk about your spirit animal because that was a fun little story oh my god so alexis is my spirit animal and she's she shows up at the invader and she's like I have like 5 million text messages. What is happening? And you see the scene and Gregory is like consoling Esme, who is like a hysterical. It's her first day on the job. It's her first day on the job. And she's just like, I'm going to get fired. Everybody hates me. Like so high pitched. And, um, and she's like, what are you doing here? What's happening? Can you tell me what happened? And she's like, I, I, uh, and then Gregory finally explains it to her because she, Esme is just inconsolable. And she's like, Gregory's like, she forwarded a message to the entire address book. And it was from a confidential informant. And um, everybody freaked out. None of the staff knew what to do. They were sort of divided on it. In this situation, I don't think it was that bad. It was an anonymous email address. There was no names. It was... I handled it. It's taken care of. The damage has been mitigated. And Esme is just sobbing. And Alexis is like, go home. I need you to be better. Yeah. I'm not going to fire you today. Yeah. She's like, I'm not fired. She's like, not today. And then they have this cute talk. Oh, oh, wait. I want to talk about this one line. This is why I'm looking at my notes. Alexis comes in and goes, one of you is going to tell me what happened. And Esme starts to talk and she goes, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And basically her and Gregory have this super cute talk. Like you clearly are good at this. You love this. Please come work here. Stop being proud. We love you. Do it. And he's gonna. Which is nice. Yeah. They're cute. It's nice that they're making them friends. Yes. Because they don't have, they don't have, yeah. I did not like trying to make them romantic partners. They just, but I think they'd be great colleagues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good together. So that was good. We talked about Dex and Josh. We talked about Trina and Spencer. The only other one we have is Ava, Mason, and Austin. (sighs) You do that one. I just can't. Okay. So... We've got a tiny bit of this. Mason shows up. He hasn't been on the the show for a while. Mason, as we all know, secretly has Nicholas in a coma. Ava and Ava thinks she killed Nicholas. Austin helped her hide the body in the stables. The body disappeared. Mason has the body. Ava and Austin don't know that Mason has the body. But Mason has basically knowledge that they hid a body so he's blackmailing them they're going along with it and ava's being her usual self but it- but also ava she came to austin specifically and was like laura's going to chechnya to find nicholas and we can't let her do that and he's like she's a grown-ass woman let her do whatever she wants we can't stop her and she's like no that's that's outside of my moral compass basically we need to stop her and he's like okay but let's think about it let's do it methodically instead of whatever this is that you're doing and then he's like have you heard from mason she's like no dun, 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 dun. and then of course he's there mason's there and mason's he's basically- so creepy oh my god your comment was so funny she was like we're watching mason talk and she goes why does he look like Link to me now? I'm all because they both have that smarmy facial expression going yeah, on. Yeah, very sleazy. But anyways, I'm not sure what's happening. Either he's threatening Ava with the Jerome 
background that she has, or he's threatening her with the Cassidyne background. But somehow at the but end of this... But in the preview it said it was more Sunny. Yeah, he's trying to get to Sunny, but we still don't know who Mason and Austin... Who do you work for? We don't like, know. Don't like, know. It's been years. Tell us. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got. Thank you for joining us, man. It was lovely to have you. That was was wonderful. (laughs) Yay! Yay! And thank you to you guys for listening. And let me know when you find Olivia's dress. I need it. I need it badly. Let us know. Tell your friends. Leave us a rating if you can. We'd really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next... Oh, this is a super long episode. We will talk to you next week. Bye! Bye!